0: We interrupt our program to bring you a special broadcast. Welcome back to the Zero Brain Podcast. If you're new to the show and you need to catch up, start at the introduction episode of Rule by Secrecy. Anyway, this weird news broadcast is brought to you by China. Mr. Lu Ching Jun has become popular in his home country for adopting the role of bad uncle and scaring strangers' children into finishing their fucking meals and going to bed at a reasonable fucking time. The article continues. I remember my mom telling me that the boogeyman would get me if I didn't listen to her. But in China, the bad uncle is a more popular figure. And this dude, he tells these fucking kids, Trash should be thrown into the trash can, you little fuck. Don't you know that? I will catch you if you don't listen to your parents. If you don't do your fucking homework. If you don't eat and you don't go to fucking sleep, I will take you away. They praise his effectiveness, even though they say most people here in the West would not approve. They say there are those who disapprove of his methods and warn that it could cause psychological trauma. This kind of scare education has limited educational effect on children, and it can have negative effects. They say mental intimidation is more harmful than physical punishment, and is not conducive to children's healthy development. No shit. The prospect of a guy being paid by your parents to potentially kidnap you if you don't brush your fucking teeth is horrifying. Dailystar.com. A TGI Friday's employee was fired for taking a shit in the fucking Jack Daniels sauce. That was the statement given by their customer service representatives to a customer who had written in a compliment for the offending server. The customer had been left so impressed by Susie, who works at the Corner House Nottingham branch, that they decided to let the American-themed restaurant's chain hierarchy know. They got a bit of a surprise, though, when the company's customer support team replied back to say Susie had in fact since been let go for fouling in their famous J.D. sauce. And, the best part of the story is, that wasn't the fuck the first time she'd done it. Why tell that lady why that woman had been fired? Couldn't say they were late. Nope, they shit in the fucking sauce. Some people have no tact. Imagine that. You take the time out of your day to write a nice email. Only to find out that the server that had been taking such good care of you. Was taking shits in your Jack Daniels sauce. That's why she was so nice to you. Anyway. Exorcist claims possessed woman threw four men across the room and spoke a demonic language. Exorcist Bishop Plato Angelicakis, or whatever the fuck his name is, has claimed he witnessed a victim of demonic possession gain superhuman strength and then proceed to manhandle four men across a motherfucking room and speak in a demonic language while doing so. The profanity that must have issued forth out of that woman's mouth must have been the thing of legends. And then she caps it off with a fucking ass whipping. They said she hadn't had any fucking food or anything to drink for weeks, but then she was able to just fuck people up left and right. And he says the, the whites of her eyes were all black. And he goes, you know, that's not something you can just naturally do. This poor fucking priest. He goes, yeah, it was my first ever exorcism. That's a way to jump in. You know, it's not just some easy one where you just bitch slap somebody with a fucking bible, and then all of a sudden, they're like, praise Jesus. No, you go in there, motherfuckers levitating. She's hip tossing cocksuckers through the window. You're like, fuck, dude, really? I just this is my first day, bro. You can't even. <laughs> just fucking got here. He goes, yeah. For some reason, this particular entity couldn't leave the home. I don't know why. Once we got her out of there, it was nothing. Anyway it doesn't get weirder dailystar.com weirdos are watching tutorials to learn how to shape shift into animals for dark and nefarious motherfucking reasons that's right assholes are trying to learn how to become actual skinwalkers videos on youtube channel theory and subliminals promise to turn listeners into animals but what really is the point of it all yeah really Thousands of fucking weirdos are watching online tutorials on how to shapeshift into animals amid fears it's due to a rising desire for sex with animals. Well, that took a weird turn. (laughs) I didn't see that coming. A video promising to turn listeners into wolves has more than 160,000 views and nearly 6,000 comments on YouTube. You know who those people are. We all do. It's that guy. Who sits at the end of the bar, and he's got glasses so thick he can see the dark side of the moon, and he's he has a he has a different wolf shirt for every day of the week. Yeah, he's the weird guy at your shop that no one really talks to because he has absolutely no fucking idea what social cues are. Yeah, that guy, the guy you're pretty fucking certain is a serial killer. That's these people. One guy asked, I have a weird question, and I don't really know why I even thought of this, but if you get pregnant in wolf form, do you get pregnant in human form? So he wants to know the technicalities. So he's planning on doing some wolf banging, so that's weird. You know, I mean, if it's, it's not weird enough that you want to shapeshift. Now you want to go and, like, get pregnant while shapeshifting. Like, dude, really? Just one step at a time there, you fucking weirdo. Anyway, Dailystar.com chipmunk bandit robs pharmacy at gunpoint makes off with a bag of drugs. The pistol-wielding rodent also stole the shopkeeper's mobile phone. He took pity on her when he said she had pictures of her grandchildren on it and handed back the SIM card. With everyone wearing masks these days, it's getting harder for armed robbers to stand out, so this guy took it to the next level. So, all credit to this Louisiana stick-up artist who managed to come away from a chemist's in the city of Villa Plate in the U.S. with an undisclosed amount of opioid pills while dressed as a goddamn chipmunk. He's like, hey, I don't know what you're doing with this pharmacy being so full of all these narcotics, but that ends now. So, kids, moral of the story is, if you want to rob a fucking pharmacy, do it dressed like a chipmunk because people are going to be so fucking weirded out by it, they're not going to follow up. It's a fucking home run. You didn't hear it from me. That's the end of our weird news broadcast. Tonight, we read the conclusion to Rule by Secrecy by Jim Mars. So here we go. It must be stressed that the proceeding only begins to scratch the surface of the wealth of data now available, both archaeological and in the cuneiform tablets. That supports this incredible narrative with its far-reaching implications, and none of the authors and researchers studying this subject feel they have all the facts. Dr. Horn may have spoken for most when he wrote, Let us make clear once again that we do not believe the ancient Sumerian and other Mesopotamian stories are absolutely true history. These stories that have come to us through thousands of years of oral tradition and writing are bound to be somewhat distorted, probably in some cases deliberately distorted by the Anunnaki. But I feel these ancient stories are probably as close as will come to the truth today. Also understand that all of the above narrative is recounted in one form or another in the Sumerian texts uncovered only in the last 150 years, all of which predate the Bible by at least 2,000 years. Just consider what current events will sound like 2,000 years from now. The greatest nation on earth bombing some of the smallest and weakest for no clear reasons. People starving in parts of the world while farmers are paid not to plant crops, and others, technophiles sitting at home playing electronic golf rather than the real thing, and police forces ordered to arrest people who simply desired to ingest a psychoactive weed. People of the future era will also likely laugh it all off as fantastic myths. Yet searches for truth cannot afford to laugh at the off-the-accounts of the Sumerian reporters who have been proven so accurate in much of their records. Just as the overwhelming evidence of conspiratorial control and government business in the media cannot be ignored, it is amazing that we have as much information today as we do. Sitchin expressed admiration for the countless unsung persons who, wittingly or unwittingly, preserved the elder knowledge as well as they did. Bearing in mind that these ancient texts come to us across a bridge of time extended back for millennia, One must admire the ancient scribes who recorded, copied, and translated the earliest texts, as often as not, probably without really knowing what this or that expression or technical term originally meant, but always adhering tenaciously to the traditions that required a most meticulous and precise rendition of the copied texts, he acknowledged. He also pointed out the internal consistency of their accounts, stating... The statement that the first to establish sediments on Earth were astronauts from another planet was not lightly made by the Sumerians. In text after text, whenever the starting point was recalled, it was always this. 432,000 years before the deluge, the Great Flood, the din, gear, righteous ones on rocket ships, came down to Earth from their own planet. Outlandish as these concepts may appear to some, Many people today believe strongly that in the near future, this version of history will become both popular and widespread, eventually studied and taught in seminaries, universities, and science centers. Already, breakthroughs in astronomy, anthropology, archaeology, and Egyptology have only tended to support the thesis of Sitchin and others. None of this is meant to deny the existence of a universal creative force, God, the absolute all or oneness of energy and matter. The modern UFO contactees and abductees uniformly tell us that even the aliens, they have experienced claim awareness of a supreme being. The knowledge of this one God who must have created the Anunnaki creators, plus the awareness that there is more to life than this material plane of existence, has been secretly nurtured within all of the secret societies. Beyond any question, there are metaphysical, spiritual aspects of this whole issue, but that is not within the purview of this work. The Sumerian explanation for creation and the origin of man is most compelling. It is not only internally consistent, but well supported by evidence from all around the world. Likewise, it provides feasible explanations for some of Earth's most puzzling anomalies and mysteries. It just makes more sense than many of the reaches of rationalization by past science. So, we have arrived at the secret of secrets, the hidden knowledge passed down through the ages by the mystery schools and the secret societies. Not only is humankind not alone in the universe, but non-human intelligences most probably had a hand in our creation. You can see Alien Agenda for an overview of the UFO phenomenon and its connection to both modern governments and secret societies. The idea of an ancient advanced civilization's is really not a new one. In 1882, during a time of ignorance and total disbelief in things ex- extraterrestrial, scholar Ignatius Donnelly in Atlantis, the Antidiluvian World, wrote that the gods and goddesses of ancient mythologies were actually the kings and queens of Atlantis, a pre-flood, high-tech civilization from which sprang all subsequent human societies. Frederick Soddy, the British Nobel Prize-winning chemist, who established isotopes as a geologic age determinant, in 1909 wrote, I believe that there have been civilizations in the past that were familiar with atomic energy, and that by misusing it, they were totally destroyed. Swiss author Erich von Daniken, though harshly criticized by mainstream scientists and theologians, wrote immensely popular books on early extraterrestrial visitors or ancient astronauts beginning in 1970. Subsequent discoveries in archaeology and anthropology have only reinforced von Daniken's theories as recently as 1998. Remember, this book's 20 fucking years old, 20, 30 years old. In 1998, he wrote, as the giant mother spaceship of the extraterrestrials cruised into our solar system, the ETs aboard discovered a wealth of all forms of life amongst which were our primitive ancestors. The aliens therefore took one of the creatures and altered it genetically. No longer these days such an unthinkable idea. And it's not. Just the other day, I read an article where China had spliced a human embryo with the embryo of a chimp. They got human-chimpanzee fucking hybrids. We are the Anunnaki to these motherfucking apes now. Some authors, such as Charles Fort, William Bramley, David Icke, and R.A. Boulay, see humanity as little more than a herd of animals under the control of alien masters. Human beings appear to be a slave race languishing on an isolated planet in a small galaxy resolved Bramley in 1989. As such, the human race was once a source of labor for an extraterrestrial civilization and still remains a possession today. To keep control over its possession and to maintain Earth as something of a prison that other civilization custodians has bred never-ending conflict between human beings, has promoted human spiritual decay, and has erected on Earth conditions of unremitting physical hardship. This situation has lasted for thousands of years and it continues today. In summary, wrote Ike in 1999, a race of interbreeding royal reptile-human hybrid bloodlines were centered in the Middle East and Near East in the ancient world and over the thousands of years since have expanded their power across the globe creating institutions like religions to mentally and emotionally imprison the masses and set them at war with each other. Author Boulet opined, Man has been conditioned for millennia to deny the truth of his ancestry, and, as a palliative, we have developed a convenient form of amnesia. We have accepted the interpretation of history, propagated by a self-perpetuating priesthood and academia, Journalist Charles Fort in 1941 concluded, I think we are property. I should say we belong to something. That once upon a time this earth was no man's land. That other worlds explored and colonized here and fought amongst themselves for possession, but that now it's owned by something. Alan F. Alford mused over how the elder gods might try to maintain control today. Anyone could turn up claiming to be Jesus or Yahweh, he wrote. On the contrary, there might be little advantage to the gods immediately announcing themselves to the masses. News of their return might be disseminated on a need-to-know basis. With only a few of the world leaders permitted to approach them. Life might appear to carry on as normal, but with a new political agenda we might detect their presence in inexplicable events, changes in government policy or acts of war that don't quite make sense, and perhaps an increase in government secrecy. Other authors, such as the Masons Hall and Mackey, along with Christian Webster, also traced their secret knowledge back to Mesopotamia, but they saw the division between humans and non-humans as a metaphysical struggle between light and darkness. In the 1920s, Webster asked, how is it possible to ignore the existence of an occult power at work in the world? Individuals, sects, or races fired with the desire of world domination have provided the fighting forces of destruction, but behind them, are the veritable powers of darkness in eternal conflict with the powers of light. Mackey stated, ancient knowledge was composed of two great religious truths, the unity of God and the immortality of the soul. He noted that elder Masonic constitutions trace this hidden knowledge or science as it is always called from the pre-flood father of Noah, Lamech, to the legendary Sumerian leader Nimrod, who found or invented the craft of masonry at the building of the tower of babel or babel and then to greek geometrist euclid who established it in egypt whence it was brought by the israelites into judea and there again established by david and solomon at the building of the temple it was brought into france from france it was carried to england paul said This knowledge can be used to step across the line which divides the true from the false, the spiritual from the material, the eternal from the temporal. He said the ancient knowledge was given to early man by their progenitors, the serpent kings, who reigned over the earth. It was these serpent kings who founded the mystery schools and other forms of ancient occultism. It is the immense and ancient power of the knowing elite, traceable through both blood and philosophy that has sought to usurp and control virtually every major movement toward the development of full human potential from long before early Christianity to the new age. Since it has been clearly demonstrated that this knowledge or view of the world is still tightly held within the inner sanctums of the secret societies, there appear to be but three possibilities the small inner elite continues to accumulate wealth and power in the hope of contacting our ancient creators, non-human intelligences, or they have already achieved such contact and are being guided or controlled, or they are the ancient creators, the Anunnaki, the serpent kings. If the Sumerian version of our history is correct, then the Anunnaki may still be here under a variety of guises based on advanced technology, after all, while the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah would be more than 4,000 years ago to us, it would be only just a little more than a year to the Anunnaki. Whatever the truth may be, we, may, we must be wary of leaders who attempt, whether by force, manipulation, or deceit, to move whole populations in directions they may not wish to go and might not be beneficial to all We must acknowledge that while many leaders are not in government, they may control our lives far more than petty bureaucrats because of their inordinate power that they have over what we see and hear. In the past, wars and religion were successfully used as control mechanisms. Today, with nuclear weapons making large-scale wars unthinkable and organized religion on the wane, economics, the power of money, has become the method of choice for control of the masses by the inner elite of the secret societies. The bad news is is that most of what has been presented in this book is true. The good news is is that you are reading this, which means the centuries old plot to control human destiny has not yet achieved total success. though the warning signs are everywhere, from the viewpoint of 1948 Author George Orwell described a picture of the future as a boot stamping on a human face. Forever. Is this to be our future? As we enter the third millennium, new thoughts, new ideas, and new knowledge seem to be pushing us forward at an ever-increasing pace. We find our worldview and mindset constantly evolving into whole new patterns of understanding in what are obviously extraordinary times. In just the first few months of 1999, a national television audience was presented a variety of programming devoted to government conspiracies, UFOs, alien contact, new rooms and tunnels discovered within the Great Pyramid, and the distinct possibility of a prehistorical, highly advanced civilization on Earth with the promise of more revelations to come. Many of us look the other way, hoping we won't have to deal. With the mind expanding questions that new knowledge brings. We avoid those TV shows and books which are liable to upset our traditional mindset. But it's no use. We hear about them in office conversations, radio talk shows, and even occasionally as brief pieces in the mainstream media. The discussion of topics which once were prohibited are now commonplace. So, what's to be done in this era of spiritual? poverty in the midst of material wealth knowledge is indeed power it is time for those who desire true freedom to exert themselves to fight back against the forces who desire domination through fear and disunity this does not have to involve violence no it doesn't it's very fucking easy you just stop buying into the fucking program it can be done in small simple ways it can be done in small simple ways like not financing that new sport utility vehicle Cutting up all one credit card, not opting for a second mortgage, turning off that TV sitcom for a good book, asking questions and speaking out in church or synagogue, attending school board and city council meetings, voting for the candidate who has the least money, learning about the fully informed jury movement and using it when called, in general taking responsibility for one's own actions. Despite omnipresent advertising for the lotto, legalized government gambling, there is no free lunch. Giving up one's individual power for the hope of comfort and security has proven to lead only to tyranny. It is a time for truth about our past and present, about who really rules, and about what's being done to this planet in the name of progress and profit. Love your country so much that you will look past the jingoism and soundbites to, stark, to starkly view the fear-inspiring deprivations and corruption within the national government and oligarchy. Such truth must be made available to everyone, not just to the manipulative elitists of the secret societies. The time for secrecy is at an end. Don't wait for the corporate-controlled media to inform and explain. Read and listen to everything within reach and search for sources of alternative information on the internet, in documentaries, in old library books, and unconventional bookstores. Read and watch things you normally wouldn't. Then quietly contemplate. Use that God-given supercomputer called your brain. Perhaps more important, feel what's right within your heart, your soul, your innermost being. And remember that there remains one last great secret. This one is within the hands of the general public. Namely, that there are more of us than there are of them. And we keep gaining knowledge daily. This knowledge comes from individual initiative, not from government committees or the so-called experts. If one truly desires to be free, there must be a search for the truth. Without the aid of paid experts, academic snobs, media pundit jerk-offs, clerics, gurus, or government asswipe leaders. All of whom have their own agendas to press. True innovators like Thomas Edison, the thief, he stole everything, Alexander Graham Bell, and Bill Gates did not conform their thinking to conventional wisdom. Like these men and many more like them, each individual makes his or her own destiny. We are creative beings and would like to create the best possible world for ourselves. But this is impossible when the creative process is based on incomplete or erroneous information designed to instill fear and dissension. There are more people today who sincerely desire peace and brotherly love than ever before. Unfortunately, those who strive for power and control usually achieve it. And they want to keep it. But the time for brute force is past. Today they can control the six billion members of the human community only through deceit and secrecy. Once you have found out your own heartfelt truth, that truth must be shared so as to lift the curtain of secrecy which contributes to the ignorance, fear, and confusion of our time and create a new spirit of human tolerance and togetherness. As recorded in John 8:32, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. That's been ruled by fucking secrecy. Fucking epically long fucking book that it is. That being said, you guys have been great. Don't forget to follow, like, share, subscribe on all my social media platforms. YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also find us on Buzzsprout.com, iHeartRadio, and Pandora. And, uh, oh yeah. Did I say Spotify? I don't know. Is Spotify still doing podcasts or are they too busy censoring Joe Rogan? I don't know. Anyway, this is Dave Grave. I'm going to get off the air before they censor me. Peace.